We love Spock, Scott, Spot Pilgrim. Spot, Spock, Spock. Are you okay? <laughs> we love Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to be the beginning of the <laughs> yeah. episode. Welcome back to the Shaken Not Scared podcast. Here with you as always, your hosts, Eric and Vivi. Today we're going to be talking about the 2004 movie Shot of the Dead, directed by Edgar Wright. Before we get into that, how are you, Vivi? I'm exhausted. Yeah, we all are. We need to stop <laughs> going to weddings. I don't think there are any left, so everyone who's ever had to get married has been married it's done forever, um, all around the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no more marriages ever. Venues are going out of business. The wedding industry is dying. Right now, August 30th <laughs> is when i'm exhausted because we went to our friend's wedding this weekend yeah we posted out about it you guys probably saw the stories and stuff loki also had a long weekend because that guy's dead he was boarded all weekend and you would think he'd be well rested but he no. slept for two days as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah but congrats brenda and francisco you guys had an awesome wedding. It was beautiful. It was super fun. I hope it was everything you guys wanted it to be. It was a good time. We came back to a couple issues. Murder. Someone hit your car. So that was fun. You're exhausted and then you also had to return the tux and pick up Loki. And then Loki was acting all weird. So we were like, <laughs> is he okay? <laughs> yeah, he's okay. It's just the truck is not. The truck is not. Damn delivery people always be messing with our cars. Yours got hit too. It's been so long. Listen, so much drinking. It's so been hot. so... Okay, I was hungover obviously from the wedding. It kind of sucked because it felt like I was the most sober one and everyone around me was super drunk and then I woke up the next morning feeling the worst and everyone was still drunk, I think, it, actually. It's so weird you say that because I thought you were pretty tipsy yourself. You came off like that. Really? I think yeah. I was maybe tipsy for a minute and then realized I had to like help everyone everybody else and sobered up hmm. and well, once everyone was like safe we kept drinking in the hotel and that <laughs> was the mistake that was made we kept drinking to the point where we were just scavenging for last drops of liquor in our bottles because there was nothing <laughs> we split like an ounce of gatorade with a little bit of basil havens in it i'm kind of glad we didn't find any more because i already felt like shit the next day good times though good friends it was wild <laughs> at least no one died no one got taken to the hospital the dj's equipment ended up oh the yeah you guys uh, almost <laughs> knocked over the DJ booth. Did you see his face? He was so mad. He was mad, but honestly, it wasn't even that bad. <laughs> we just moved the table. Yeah, the table just got pushed. He shouldn't even complain. A whole guy got left behind on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it was hilarious, too, because you could tell that the Vibota for the men was getting tired pretty quickly, but that's because they were trying, like, real hard, and then Francisco had, like, five or six people holding him, including me. Yeah, that guy that ended up on the floor, I thought it was hilarious because he was over by the tables where the bridal party sits, so, like, how did he end up over there? It was Daryl. He said that he ended up tackling him and he got like squeezed between his arms and oh, Francisco's yeah. body. Daryl actually almost <laughs> choked him out and that's why he was passed out on the floor. Listen, just to clarify, we're not like violent, savage people at weddings. This is a thing that Mexicans do yeah. called La Viora de la Mar where they tried to lightly knock over the, the bride and groom. groom quote unquote lightly because there have been so many where like our wedding our bridal carried. party yeah ended up just carrying you <laughs> yeah insane stuff try it sometime or don't i'm not responsible for what happens to you <laughs> send pictures of the vibora and you on of the ground people, people take it too seriously <laughs> choking people out <laughs> what creepy content you got not a ton actually you messaged me while you were at work and you're like we have to have creepy content because we haven't been home this weekend so i started watching this documentary i, 
I've wanted to watch for like a long time now. It's a horror noir. It's uh, available on Shudder. It's basically a look at African Americans in the history of horror films and how they're portrayed and the tropes and what they mean up until modern horror movies like Get Out and stuff like that. So I've been watching that. I'm not done with it. I'm probably going to finish it right after we're recording. I think I have like 20 minutes left. But it was good. I freaking eat up any horror movie documentary. So it's one go? It's one movie? Or is it a series? It's one go. It's not as long as the In Search of Darkness. That sounds interesting. It actually brings up that film, Birth of a Nation, and how it could be considered the first horror movie featuring slash not featuring African Americans because it's a white man in blackface portraying them. And that movie, like... The damage it has done to this nation is incredible. Why is that? That um, movie specifically? I've that movie. It. it is a film that portrays, at the time, there was the birth of the KKK. And it portrays them as heroes. Because this white man in blackface is pursuing a white woman to rape her. And the film ends with him being lynched. And it's like a good thing. They're celebrating that the Ku Klux Klan did this to a person. And it was very like well received and i think the president at the time even gave it an amazing review and you know when a president says something like that everyone eats it up yeah yeah, so it's fucked up i'm pretty sure there's actually a documentary on that movie alone and how it affects cinema and american ideals that sucks why are people like this why is history like this Hmm. what are you watching so i also was trying to see what i could find there are a couple of things that are on my list but i picked two sentence horror stories if you've heard of it it's apparently a cw show that is now on netflix it is a series of 20 minute ish episodes of short stories i like the way it does it it says the first sentence at the beginning the episode plays out and the second sentence is like the scary part or like the punchline of of that horror story. I wouldn't say that it's the best. At work, I was taking the anti-discrimination course Training. that acting felt like the acting in that <laughs> if that makes sense oh damn yeah like those bad training videos at work that kind of like all the conversations are obviously very not real like i'm being shown a training video <laughs> for some of them they're not all like that like the second and third one were okay there's one where like a asshole hr guy ends up getting a taste of his own medicine you should check it out i've seen it all the time like suggested on netflix and i'm always like should i check it out so it's kind of sad that you're saying the acting's like really bad. It's not the worst, but the stories I think are still good. I love the premise. Yeah, I guess I'll check it out and see for myself. Well, that's all I got. That's all I got. It's <laughs> all we can have. Damn it, we got it during these crazy times. We're just gonna stop doing things. Stay Honestly. home. Honestly. Oh, we had another creepy content. We went to the spirit Halloween finally. We did. We posted a video on our TikTok. Nobody saw it, but yeah, follow us on TikTok. How the fuck did it only get like three views? I don't know. Ready the for hell this TikTok? Overview? Do better. Maybe we need to do better. We work so hard. Let's talk about the beer we got we've got zombie dust by three floyds brewing company which is in monster indiana i have a little written up thingy if you want to hear it yeah all right this intensely hopped and gushing undead pale ale will be one's only respite after the zombie apocalypse created with our marvelous friends in the comic industry Hmm. i know you said we should just stay home but you reminded me that there's like a comic exhibit at the museum of modern art in chicago oh let's go yeah, I do want to go. That and the Marvel trivia. Oh, replay. yeah, we need to go. I think it's going to be over like on the 4th or something. No, let's go. Yeah. Can't miss it. Some more drinking <laughs> and going out. Yeah, more zombie dust there. I'm sure they'll have some. The bottle is pretty good. It's got, looks like a king zombie and he's got a spider on his chest, which is interesting. He's wearing a cape and a crown. But do you want to try it out? Well, to be 
fair. We've had this beer before. It's actually, you've said. My favorite beer. Your favorite beer. I don't even know why. I've had, like, beers that taste better, objectively, but I still like it a lot. <laughs> so does this mean it's going to be your first five out of five? Yes, let's give it a five out of five. Alrighty. Let's see if I can open this near the mic. Work must have been rough if you now feel like drinking. I will say I hate recording on Mondays because I feel like it's not usually our best quality of episode. That's not true. We recorded La Llorona on a Monday and we were going in on it. There was a lot to go in on on that movie. <laughs> That's true. Want to taste it? Does the site have like notes and the stuff? notes of what it is? Because I can never tell. So it says nothing about the notes. Love that. Actually, hold on. I did see something on another website. Ready? Zombie Dust Three Floyds is an alcohol with a light touch of pure ethanol. It is okay. harmless alcohol parallel, which provides the body a pleasant experience and average feel of intoxication. The world-class three floors zombie dust alcohol content amounts to 6.2% along with IBU, which limits to 50%. What the fuck? Their literal website said 6.5. Honestly, that doesn't describe anything of the flavor. It just <laughs> says there's alcohol in it. This is a beer. Delicious. The website says 6.5, so they're wrong. Let's not trust Fucking them. Fucking wrong. Okay. Never mind. Fucking we wrong. don't need to know the notes. Just know it's good. It's called zombie dust. What would you rate it? You already rated it. Five. I love this beer. A single tear rolled down your face as you said that. Into my beer. I'll give it a four out of five. But I don't know if I'm influenced because you always buy this and you're like excited for it. So I feel like I have to be excited too. I remember the first time I ever had it on tap was Princess Brenda's first wedding. We went to the courthouse. We were early for once in our fucking life. <laughs> yeah. We got burgers and the girl was like, we actually just opened up our zombie tap does. for zombie dust. And I was like, oh my God. Give me the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Give it a shot. Let me know what you think. So, in light of me having been in charge of the drink for this episode, Vivi's doing fun facts. All right. So, this was kind of hard because this movie, I feel, is a fun fact. The entire thing of it. So, I'm going to try my best. If I miss something, let us know. So, first obvious one is that this film was inspired by Dawn of the Dead, which was actually the other option for the movie we were going to cover this week. But this one won out. And we had people tell us that we should check out the original one before we check out what it inspired. But that's not what the poll said. So no. we Honestly, be... Don was winning and then just flipped. Out, out of nowhere. Yeah. People love this movie with good reason. We will probably cover Don next, next week. Yeah. The 1978 one. This film, along with the film At World's End and Hot Fuzz, are known as the three flavors of Cornetto trilogy because they eat a Cornetto ice cream in each movie. It was kind of accidental, but that's how these films kind of became known. Accidental? Is it because one of the actors likes these or something? Yeah, so I think the main actor... Peg? Simon Peg? Peg, yes. He was hung over one time and tried to eat a Cornetto to get over the hangover, and he thought it was funny, so he just included it in Shaun of the Dead, and then it just became a bit that goes on. These are... Was he hung over because they were always at that bar? No, I don't know about that <laughs> much, but... These films are not sequels and prequels to each other, but it's the same two actors often dealing with the same themes. That's how they came to be known as the Cornetto trilogies. So what I did not know was that this film was also based on an episode of Spaced, which is a British TV show that I had never heard of. Peg is actually the main actor in the show. There was a bit in the show where 
his character stays up all night playing Resident Evil and then like starts hallucinating that he's in a real life zombie apocalypse. They had so much fun doing that that they started pitching this movie. Apparently there's a ton of references to the show. A lot of the actors are the same actors in the movie. So I feel like I'm missing a big chunk of information not knowing a lot about the original show. I started looking at some stuff about a commentary that was on a DVD, I guess. Edgar Wright mentioned that in space, the dogs can't look up joke might have come from there. It was a like a discussion between I think Nick the actor who plays Ed and Simon okay. Pegg yeah. I think they were like arguing about how dogs can't look up because it's hard to film them oh, okay but nice extra fun fact from Eric another fun fact that I don't know might not be a super fun fact to other people but it's the same director as the director of Scott Pilgrim you can tell it's kind of the same director because there is the montage of action scenes of you doing super mundane things which is featured in Scott Pilgrim and then the quick flashes to characters making odd faces. Yes, and then the background, like so many things going on that you're trying to pay attention to at once. I feel like it's very much Edgar Wright style. I think I've got two more for you because this has been going on forever. But Ed's character in the film actually uses the word zombie. Simon Pegg's character yells at him to not use the Z word. And this is a reference to every zombie movie where they don't call them zombies in the film. Why is this a thing? You I don't know. know, but they're poking fun at it. I think it's just like the suspension of it. belief. Just say it. I saw in the commentary that the director purposely did this because he's like, I know it's silly, but own it. And it's like, but why is it silly? It's literally zombies. It's you know? what it is. <laughs> yeah. My last one is probably one that you already noticed on second watch of this film. There is so much foreshadowing in this movie. The whole movie the is The whole movie is told to you midsummer style. There's a tapestry that lays it out for you, <laughs> you know? One of the instances that I found is Ed literally predicts the whole next day of the zombie apocalypse because he suggests they go get a Bloody Mary first, a bite at the king's head, a couple at the little princess, and then stagger back here, bang back some shots at the bar. And that's how they're going to end up their night, which... The next morning, they shoot a woman named Mary. So there's your Bloody Mary. A bite at the king's head. His stepfather gets bitten. They save Liz, the little princess, with a couple, Diane, David. And then they end up at the bar with gunfire shots. So they're Stagger to the bar. Stagger. Oh, yes, they do. Yeah. So it's just so many instances of that. I have another one. I don't know if it's just I caught it or if it was on purpose, but I'll tell you when we get there. Okay, I want to know if I caught mm -hmm. it too now. But yeah, that's it for me on Fun Facts. I love it. Cool. It's my turn to do a speed run. Let I'm ready. Let me set up this timer. You don't want to take a shot, so. I do not. So no matter what happens, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Let me know when you're ready. Okay, I'm ready. Go. So Sean and Liz, they're at the bar and they're, it seems like they're having an intervention with him because he's like not really serious about his relationship and he's carrying around this friend, Ed, who it seems like is his friend from a long time ago. And the, he's kind of got his mundane life. He works at this place. Uh, Ed lives with him. Seems like Pete's, Pete's pissed. Pete's his, uh, like, it's his like roommate or something like that. And stuff starts to go on in the background. You can see that it's on the news. There's a zombie outbreak. Uh, the next morning, Sean finds out that this stuff is going on. He has to go save his Liz because Liz broke up with him because he wasn't serious. He, he messed up his reservation. He ends up saving his mom. He ends up saving his friends. And then they go to the, back to the Winchester because other things don't work out. Then they, a, a lot of them end up dying, basically. And Ed also dies. And Liz at the end is like, yeah, let's go. And then they end up surviving because the cops are there. And then it's like life's back to normal. Ed's in the shed and they end up, they end up playing video games. Well, you made it, but I feel like you skipped so much. <laughs> I was trying to get 
you to not drink shots. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. You reminded me of a fun fact I forgot. So you know the character Yvonne? Yvonne? Yeah. That he keeps running into? She actually starred in the show Space with him. Oh. So it's a joke reference to that. But also every time she sees him, she says, glad one of us made it. And it's a reference to how his career took off in Hollywood and at least one of them made it back. Oh, that's sad. Kind of, but he I mean, it's cool doesn't for forget because he's like, be on this movie. Yeah, well, that's fun. I keep Makes you want to watch Space. Yeah, I definitely want to watch that show. I like Simon Big. I love that, like, I'm assuming it's like deadpan kind of humor. I think we talked about the IT crowd last week. If it's like that, I would totally watch it. <laughs> yeah, although I guess it could be a hit or miss because I tried to watch the UK office and I didn't really like it. Yeah, that's probably the one thing that the US made a better remake of. Yeah, still problematic. Yeah, not honest. great. <laughs> Here's this overview for you. Sean is a 30-something loser with a dull, easy existence. When he's not working at the electronics store, he lives with his slov... Slovny? He lives with his slovenly best friend. The fuck is fuck that? Is that? We're not smart. Whatever. He lives with his best friend, Ed, in a small flat on the outskirts of London. The only unpredictable element in his life is his girlfriend, Liz who wishes desperately for Sean to grow up and be a man. When the town is inexplicably overrun by zombies, Sean must rise to the occasion and protect both Liz and his mother. That's it. That's the overview. Liz and his mother. And that's Not it. Just them else. too. Uh, I looked up what slovenly means. It means careless, dirty, messy. Just say that, dude. <laughs> say that, dude. All right, cool. Let's do this. I don't know if it could necessarily be funnier than the movie, though. Absolutely not. <laughs> the pressure is on. Sean's at the pub, and he's getting talked to by Liz, who we find out has been dating him for a while. Camera pans to characters who are also at the table, but it kind of looks like it's just him it's and her. And then the they beginning. slowly get introduced to Ed because she's like, you just don't do anything without him. And then it's like Ed next to him playing. And she's like, it's not sloth. that I don't like you. I thought that this was weird because it's like, how are you complaining that he's always around? But it seems like David and I are also always around on Liz. That's true. Sean keeps saying like, no, I'll do better. We'll go on a date or something. And Liz is like, yes, let's make a reservation. We'll take care of this. That's his marching orders. It seems like they always end up at the Winchester for any kind of situation. So Liz is tired of it. Would you be tired of it? I don't know. We definitely had a place. We'd always end up at like Bulldogs. Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah. We did. But did you hate that? No, I didn't. I don't know. What do you mean? Now all you do all day is just say like, I wish you would take me somewhere nice. I'm like, oh, we literally go somewhere all the time. Yeah, now I wish we would stop going somewhere because I'm tired. I'm broke you see careful what you wish for well listen moderation <laughs> after this introduction we get the intro credits i like this intro scene because it shows basically what like what would be zombie life today you have all these mundane jobs people who are at the cash register is just like staggering to like move stuff across the belt people pushing carts people waiting at the bus it's mm -hmm. all the stuff that people say it's like we're like already zombies and it's a very like long pan shot it's like one continuous shot of his routine to get a coke at the store we get introduced to his other flatmate pete who really hates ed apparently ed lives with them but doesn't really help with rent so he's kind of just mooching off of them he keeps talking shit to sean about how ed hasn't been useful for years sean's like well he's been funny he's at least giving you some pretty good laughs he's like oh yeah he does that one orangutan act huh he's like yeah yeah when was that and he's like four years ago get him out of here yeah he tells him some pretty harsh stuff saying that ed drags sean down which seems to be like the whole premise of Ed and Sean's relationship because it comes back to haunt them later. Apparently this film is supposed to be like a look at what happens in your 20s when you're forced to grow up. 
Because he's 29, <laughs> allegedly, in this film. Do I look like this? <laughs> Not to say Simon Pegg looks bad, I just don't think he looks 29. But then again, I probably don't look 29. Or do I? You look 12. Yeah, I feel like I've gotten that less lately, so I You're think I'm starting to get now. old now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pete then goes and talks to Ed and asks him to do at least a couple things around the house, one of them being to take down their messages. That are everyone else's not just his yes (laughs) pete leaves ed calls him a prick the entire movie and he says he's not doing anything for him and sean's like could you at least do this for me and he's like i'm sorry sean and then he's like i'm sorry that was loki today fuck oh yeah loki kept (laughs) farting today walking past my face yeah he just right in your face (laughs) putin yeah just mad at you or something So Ed farts and then Sean laughs and he says, I'll stop doing it when you stop laughing. We find out he works at an electronics store. He is kind of taking over for the manager because he is the oldest one there. And the staff is making fun of him for that. They're like, we all know that I'm, they're like, you're old. Which, fuck you, kid. I'm not old. Then later he's like, how old are you anyway? 20? 21? He's like, 17. He also does not look 17. He doesn't. He He looks like someone. looks 20. Yeah. But... This is where we get the bit the first time that you've got red on you, which gets pointed out throughout the whole movie. He tells him that his stepdad is here at the store. I love that Philip is the vampire from Underworld. <laughs> I main... know, he's such a like serious actor and like he's hilarious in this. He's in the Hot Fuzz trailer. I've, I haven't seen I imagine Fuzz, again but... that it's like a lot of the same actors. I wonder if he's in space. But his dad is there and he basically tells him... You're visiting, your bi-monthly visits to your mom are coming up. Are you bringing flowers that you forgot on Mother's Day? And he's like, yeah, I'll bring it. Like, he's very, like, clearly does not like his stepdad. He acts like a teenager every time someone's like, your dad's here. He's like, it's not my dad. That exchange happens. And the kid's like, how come you get to have personal business at work? And that's when Liz calls him and they just hand him the phone. Again, very Scott Pilgrim, where it's just a hand with the phone coming out of the screen. <laughs> She's saying very vaguely, like, so it's all set then. Everything's good for tonight. And he's like, yeah. Yes, Liz. Thank you. Goodbye. And he's like, Liz from headquarters. <laughs> yeah. At this point, there are a lot of things going on that kind of seem like something's happening. And yes. Sean kind of catches on to some of them, but he hasn't pieced anything together. But for the most part, he's super oblivious. And yeah. on the bus ride there, a woman passes out at the bus stop, which, okay, not super weird. Someone could get sick. One time I had to run out of a bus because I had to vomit. So you were this lady? I was this person. I did not. I had to get on another bus. Good, you shouldn't be I was out. almost at school too i was like damn everybody on this bus gonna think i'm pregnant because i'm just running out here to throw up (laughs) when he's trying to sell a tv at work and he's flicking through the channels the channels are telling you there's an outbreak something's going on and he's just like not caring was it the store buying the flowers that he sees the the guy running in the ambulance there's a lot of ambulance sounds going on through the whole thing it's kind of distracting but like he absolutely is just going on with his everyday life is it at the flower store that he sees the homeless man across the street yes grabbing at the birds yeah trying to eat a pigeon and then the man just disappears when the bus passes yes so this is the first instance we get of him running into yvonne she's asking him if he's still with liz and how long it's been he's like well about three years last week and that's when it hits him that he did not make the reservation and he runs home when he's talking to yvonne in the background there's the guy who's just like knocked out at the wheel like complete mayhem is going on and he's just like worried about his problem (laughs) (laughs) sean gets back to the apartment and he tries to call the restaurant and they're like we're booked for the day basically and ed's like like, fuck it just go to the winchester okay so he's trying to book the reservation and he says that the restaurant is fault cheese restaurant and that's a reference to another italian gore horror director (laughs) and then liz calls him 
them right away saying like, hey, what's the plan for today? And it like kind of made me realize how much you had to call someone in a day when you had plans with them. Now you just grab open table. Well, no, I was thinking even when we didn't live together. Oh, you meant you meant to like follow up about the date itself. I thought you meant to make the reservation. Yeah, no, the date itself because she calls him like three times. Also, he's probably irresponsible. But like when we would go out and we didn't live at home, we would text each other all day like, so this time, are you on your way? What's the plan after that? I was like, damn, imagine having to call someone three times a day. Imagine not living with somebody you got to go on a date with. They're not just always available and you always know what the plan is. (laughs) Or not because we can't make up our damn minds. That too. He suggests going to the Winchester and Liz obviously hangs up on him. He makes her way to her apartment and when he tries to buzz in, it's Di and Dave on the intercom saying she doesn't want to see you. It's not a good idea. Again, always with her. Yeah, these people are way too involved with their life. Are they her roommates? I think Di is her roommate and David's dating Di. So he's always there. But he's obviously always there because he's actually in love with Liz. I guess that makes more sense than for them to just always be around. Yeah. I mean, it kind of happens if, like, when you were in college and Francisco was your roommate and we just kind of ended up hanging out the couples because they were always there, you know. They don't want (laughs) to let him in. He tries to climb up. It does not work. He's got the flowers he's got for his mom. To take him. to Liz. So they just let him in? Yeah. Oh, okay. After he tried to climb up. <laughs> he calls Daya a failed actress. This actress for Daya reminds me of Tammy in Bob's Burgers. Really? Yeah. Like, look at her and then cartoonize her and she'd be oh, Tammy. Oh, I, I guess I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Liz and him are having an argument, and she's basically saying, like, you promise all these things and you never accomplish them, and if I don't break up with you, I am going to spend the rest of my life at the Winchester with you, and it's not what I want. He gets broken up with, and he's going home. Well, he tries to give her the flowers that are for his mom. She's the one who deduces that they were for his mom. (laughs) Yeah, because they say to a super mom or something. (laughs) So he gets broken up with. Sean yells at David, too, and says, you go after her, and that's when we first get the inklings that David... Yeah, because he's like, what did he mean by that? Oh, my God. So how does he end up at the Winchester with He just goes. He just goes straight there. I love how everything that happens comes back at some point. It does, yes. It's hard to, like, try to ignore things because you know it's going to come back at some point. Come back later. Once you realize that this is how the movie goes. The flowers get thrown out in the garbage can outside the Winchester as just drinking every day. He also makes up a story for each patron of the bar that's always there. And I couldn't find confirmation of this, but each story supposedly is the way that that person dies in the zombie apocalypse. The guy with the red boots does end up dying surrounded by women. But he strangled I... his wife, apparently. Go back and watch it. If you can find the fact like confirmed and let us know. He mentions that that lady who's sitting in the booth by herself was a... Cockcidal maniac or something. Yeah, cockcidal maniac. And that the bartender... He was in the mafia or something. Yeah, he's got tattoos on his fingers. That's why he's got a gun above the bar. Which he swears work, but... Everyone else says it's obviously deactivated or whatever. At that point, there's someone knocking on the window and you can only see like the shadow and kind of a figure in the background. And mm-hmm. they're like, you're drunk, go home. And they're they, like, we're closed. And he goes away. And they just keep getting drunker and drunker and more and more things are starting to happen. But because they're drunk, they don't realize it. Like when they leave the Winchester, there's a couple quote unquote making out in the That have been there from the beginning when they like first walked in. So it's a really long time to just make <laughs> out there. He's sad because he's like, fuck couples. And then as soon as they turn around, she rips his head off. 
I thought it was just from how much she had been biting his Making neck. It it, she's falls. been working at it for a minute. Yeah. They that, start singing the song because they're drunk out of the bar. And then I don't know the song. It'd probably be funnier if I knew the song. But the zombie is like pitching in to sing the song. And then he says the line wrong. And they're like, what a tit. <laughs> they're obviously drunk. They're partying the night before. Pete storms in angry because they won't shut up. And they're like, it's Saturday. What's the big deal? They're like, no, it's fucking Sunday. It's 4 a.m. And everybody called off sick. So I have to go to work tomorrow. And then he's talking he's about... flashing his hand and it's got a bandage over it. Because someone, he claims, mugged him and bit him. They have a whole argument. He walks away. And I think Ed says, the next time I see him, he's dead. Which, obviously, the next time we see him, he is a zombie. So, mm. that's one of those foreshadowing moments. Pete's the one who says, make him go live in the shed. And that's what ends up happening with Ed. Yeah. He says, does having him, mm. someone who's a bigger loser around, make you feel better? Sad. You know, if you're one of those people who does that. Who does what? Who needs people around them who are doing worse so they feel better. It's like Mean Girls, you know? It is. But also, I don't feel like Sean necessarily, like, hates it. Because in that case, like, the Mean Girls way, it's, like, just because your ego is only up here if you have shittier people under you. But I'm sure he also feels bad that his friend isn't doing too hot. But his friend doesn't even feel bad about it, so why should he, you know? So Sean goes to write down a couple things. Get life together, get Liz back, and, like, visit mom. Which, Mm -hmm. again, ends up happening. Sean listens to the voicemails. It's his mom saying that she wants meet Liz. These days people don't eat meat. I thought that was awesome how it ends on that note and then it's the next morning. Sean wakes up from the night before hungover, asks Ed what do you want from the store? He says Cornetto and then he makes his way down to the store in the same sequence he does every morning for work except the streets are empty, everything's kind of in disarray, the cars are like damaged, dogs are barking he goes to reach for a coke. He gets a diet coke instead because he's going to be making some life changes apparently. (laughs) And he closes the door. There's nothing but bloody handprints on the door. He doesn't notice it. He doesn't notice it. Slips on blood on the floor. Doesn't notice it. (laughs) Leaves money on the counter. He's like, where are the newspapers? Whatever. I owe you 15 pence. Walks back to the house. This is where we get the flicking through the channels that is literally, again, saying there's a zombie outbreak. Something's happening. He's flicking through them, but they continue the narrative. You don't even realize, but Ed's staring out the window and he's like, there's a girl out there. So they go out to check on her. She turns around and she obviously does not look good. Like, she's drunk. And they're like, oh my God, she's so drunk. Like, <laughs> like they don't even think anything else of it to be fair she doesn't look very zombie like in the first place not yet she does later when she's like on top of sean but if i saw this in the yard i'd also be like it's just some squatter or somebody on drugs i don't think i would go out and be like hey you need to leave i think i'd be like call somebody really you would have just let them be out there no i think i would have called the cops and been like but you would have stayed in the house and i would have stayed in the house yeah i don't know what some stranger's doing in my yard they're just standing there not doing anything I also think if, like, a stranger was standing just there in the yard, the dog would not stop barking. And we'd open the window and be like, fuck off. All three of us just staring. Fuck off. Until they do. Fuck off. Please. Please. (laughs) She attacks Sean. He's like, I actually just broke up with my girlfriend. Yeah, he's going through a whole monologue. And he starts realizing that she's not okay. And Ed's like, hold on, hold on. He runs inside and gets camera. And then it's one of those disposable. Disposable ones. And takes a picture. And then they're like, wait, what the fuck's wrong with her? And they pull her off. So hard that she falls onto this pole (laughs) on the ground and impales herself. And they're freaking out. (laughs) Well, Sean's freaking out. Ed seems surprisingly calm. (laughs) And then she lifts herself up with a hole now in her stomach. 
that's when they finally realize like something is wrong. They turn around quickly. This other character is called the Hulk, but it's like a giant man who's got blood on his face. Seems like he's eating somebody already. Clearly zombified. They freak out, go inside. Try calling 911. Well, I don't know what their version of 911 is. Is it not 911 everyone? Mm-mm. No? Is it 311? I don't know exactly. They go inside and the news is like, don't go anywhere. Don't try to save your loved ones. Don't try to do anything. However, it's too late because as it's saying, <laughs> please make sure your doors are locked. There is a zombie walking in through the front door behind them. He's only got one arm too. And yeah. it looks like a guy who got out of prom or something. Yeah, he's got, like, the his wedding or like, something. <laughs> they throw everything at him. They just suck at throwing anything at people. <laughs> Eventually, Ed hits the prom zombie with an ashtray and that's when we get the segment from the news that's like the only way to deal with them is to cut off the head or destroy the brain Mm -hmm. and that's when they collect all the random objects to throw out the zombies in the backyard too (laughs) all kinds of stuff a pillow it's like stuff that wouldn't even do anything if you threw it at a regular person until one of the records that they throw hits one of them in the head oh so i saw a fun fact about this did you see about how the actor who plays the hulk got hit in the eye before the actual shooting of the scene no that might be why they put makeup on his left eye to like Make it look like it's closed. No, what I saw is that the scene where they are arguing over which records to throw at the zombies came about because Peg and the actual actor like legit had an argument over their music taste. (laughs) So they incorporated it into the scene. (laughs) That's fun. But they finally give up throwing records because they miss the entire time. And then they're like... Fuck it, I'm gonna go to the shed. They crash into the shed <laughs> and they have an axe and the cricket bat and they bash these zombies' head in. And the next scene is just Sean holding a cup of coffee looking traumatized as hell and Ed's eating the cornetto like unbothered. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> Covered in blood. They finally are listening to the police report again and it says, be wary of anyone who's been bitten. And then they look up because they haven't seen Pete all day. Mm-hmm. They're like trying to figure out whether he left or not because his keys are there. And they're like, maybe he walked, maybe he got a ride. And they're just like, Pete, Pete, are you up there? Come They're down, Pete. Afraid of him either way. Yeah. He's either pissed or a zombie. Or a zombie. Either way, we don't want to bother him. He also realizes that he needs to call Liz. Ed's like, why are you calling her? She broke up with you. He's like, I still love her. And in that moment, his mom calls him. And he's like, mom, I was just about to call you. And she's like, we're fine. Philip's been bitten, but we're fine. Someone broke in. Mm-hmm. Bunch of kids. Which makes me wonder, how did she get rid of them? If he got bitten, they, they wouldn't have just, like, bitten him and left. Maybe Philip, like, fought them off and got bitten and in didn't the process. Fall, I think. Oh, and killed them and shit? Or just, like, got them out of the house. Hmm. We're coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously a reference to Night of the Living Dead. They start to talk about their plan. They get a little sequence and or, like, dream sequence of them being like, what's the plan? All right, we're going to end at the Winchester, but no matter what, we're going to save Mom. We're going to get Liz. I think initially they were like, no, we're going to save gonna Mom. We're going to get Liz. We're going to come back here. Yes, come back here. No, this place is not safe. There's literally a dead zombie right next to them, and Pete's probably a zombie as well. They're like, all right, we're going to get Mom. Kill Phil. Oh, yeah. Kill Phil. I always forget about yeah. Kill Phil. Go to Liz's and shack up in her apartment until this all blows over with some tea. And then he's like, no, I don't want to go to Liz's house. I need a place that I know all the exits and, and stuff like that. And has beer. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, get mom, kill Phil, pick up Liz, shack up at the Winchester till this all blows over. Have a pint. Perfect. So that's their plan. <laughs> and on that note, the TV's like, don't try to save anyone. Don't try to leave. That's their plan. And then Sean's like, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom. We get another sequence of him peeing. And when he closes the bathroom mirror, he sees that Pete was in the shower. I am assuming when he changed into a zombie. Just standing there, clearly dead. Attacks him. He's able to, like, 
hold him up in the bathroom and they run out and grab his car keys and then he's like pete's gonna be furious that you take his car he's like he's not gonna care <laughs> yeah. right after this they drive off obviously they run over somebody mm -hmm. and they're like oh my god is he alive was it what if it was a person so they back up and it's the person's leg just broken that's why he's like hey buddy are you okay you okay he just gets up and it's clear that he was a zombie already and they're uh, like oh, thank, thank god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they end up at his mom's house where Ed sees Philip's Jag. He's like, ooh, that's a nice car. He's like, don't even think about it. He's like, I'll, I'll just stay here, you know, if there's a problem, I'll honk three times or whatever. So Sean goes in, he has a whole argument with his mom, basically, saying that they need to go. She's like, we called the doctor for Philip. He's like, a doctor's not coming. Philip's still kind of okay. He's still a person, but... The way we get introduced to Philip is also just like one of those creepy scenes where the character is watching TV and you can only see the back of their head. And he's about to bash his head and he's like, I'm sorry, Philip. And he's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do now? Yeah. <laughs> and he puts it down. Then he has a whole argument with his mom about how Philip was awful to me and she's like, well, you weren't easy to either. He's like, well, what if I told you that he touched me? And she just looks at him mad as hell. And he's like, all right, that's a bad thing to joke about. Basically, she says, like, you need to grow up. But like, Philip also is one of those, it's fake news. Oh, yeah, because he's like, it's not all that bad. It's going to be fine in the end. They're blown out of proportion. It's yeah. all fake news. Basically. Yeah. He's not able to convince his mom to leave without Philip, so he ends up bringing them both, only to find out that Ed has crashed their car so that they have to <laughs> take like, Philip's car. They're like, what happened? <laughs> he's like, I spun out of control. He's like, you were parked! <laughs> Which is like me driving. <laughs> <laughs> For real. While they're running to get into the Jag, Philip gets attacked because zombies are approaching. He gets bitten in the neck. Everyone panics and they get in the jack. They drive off. Philip keeps telling Ed to turn off the music. Oh, yeah. They get to Liz's house. Same deal. Sean's going to go in. He tells Ed to try not to crash the car this time. He buzzes and nobody answers. So this time he successfully climbs the balcony. When he gets inside, David and Di basically argue with Sean about leaving. And they're like no, you're not going to get Liz back. And he's like, this isn't about getting Liz back. This is about, about survival. survival. They're like, well, we were fine until you showed up. You led them here. It's almost like what Liz wanted was for him to take initiative and like do something mm -hmm. in general. And she's kind of hot for him. Like, <laughs> she's kind of into it. Ooh, yeah. He's and because Di and David can't leave her alone, they all go with him and fit in the car. <laughs> we get this next scene that's pretty sad. Everyone's crammed in the car and they're trying to get to the Winchester. Mom meets Liz. Finally, while they're like driving like crazy, Ed is hitting like everyone and everything. <laughs> He's like, this isn't even the way to the Winchester. He's still blasting music. So Phil's like, Sean, Sean. And he's like, I know, I know, we'll turn down the music. But actually, Phil kind of realizes that he's dying and basically uses his last few minutes of life to apologize to Sean and be like, it's hard to be a dad to someone when you come into their life when they're like 12 years old. And he's like, I was how I was because I wanted you to be a good man. And it's like, this movie is funny, but there are so many instances of like heartfelt moments. And this is one of them. That's the stuff that brings you down for a minute, just so that the comedy also just keeps you kind of lighthearted. Definitely is. He turns finally and Sean's like, everyone get out of the car. But for some reason, Philip like has the, the child that... lock on in the car. <laughs> yeah. That's my dad. My dad will child lock us in the back of the car even though all his children are over the age of 18 and about to die and about to die <laughs> really i didn't know that yes oh my god like i don't think that's why though a feature on his cars anymore but growing up we could never get out of the car <laughs> we never had a car like that but i can imagine it's fucking annoying child dog's the worst thing it's like <laughs> i've never in my life seen an instance where a kid opens a car door it's always like you're trying to get out in a hurry and it just stops you <laughs> but 
their child lock in and Liz has to open it to let them out. And his mom's like, we're not leaving Philip. And he's like, there's nothing left of the man you love. And in that instant, he turns off the music and, and the, lays down and then dies. <laughs> and she's looking at him like, really? But they don't have time to worry about that because zombies are coming at them. We get the scene of them trying to go through backyards to not go like the main route to the Winchester. This is when they run into Yvonne. <laughs> yes, they do. They're <laughs> the all exact holding. Same group of... Yes. They're all holding weapons, and like you said, it's all the exact same group. She's like, this is my boyfriend, his roommate, my mom, and my cousin. They all pass each other after he's like, yeah, we're going to the Winchester, and she's like, good luck with that. <laughs> As each character passes each other, they're dressed exactly the same and talk exactly the same. As they're going through the backyards in typical mom fashion, she's like, I think my friends live here. <laughs> and she gets left behind for a minute. She's screaming. The next thing we see is her laying down on the ground. We don't know what's happened to her. Her, but we do see that someone has come out of their home and is a zombie. Sean goes to protect her and does this like crazy flip over the fence after just <laughs> crashing into one fence. <laughs> yeah. This man in the robe comes out. He doesn't really know how to fight him off. Die and Liz give him, I don't know what they're called. Do you know the pole with the... You know what the volleyball thing? Yeah. It's, it's in what's Napoleon it for? Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what this game is called. So he tries Te to use Is the... it tetherball? Oh yes, tetherball. Okay. So he tries to hit him with the actual ball and they're like, <laughs> no, stab. Which they do. This is the part, like you mentioned earlier, that Barbara's acting loopy as she's covering her hand with a napkin. She's like, I guess that wasn't my neighbors after all. <laughs> Sean climbs like a kitty slide to <laughs> check how many zombies there are. And they're like, how many? And they're like, a lot. And it's a whole crowd around the Winchesters. So Dai's like, you know what? Let's act like them. And since Dai is the best actress, they use the impaled zombie as an example and are like, look, we need to act like your life is over and you're depressed. She gives them all a chance to act do it. it. Which character was it that she, they weren't even doing anything. And she's like, perfect. I think it was his mom. Barbara, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, that's great, Barbara. And she's like, sorry, dear, miles away. Yeah. <laughs> Barbara starts acting loopy like the Barbara in Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Useless entirely. Yeah. And Obviously, she's absent. been bitten. Audience doesn't really know that. Well, Sean doesn't really know that yet. They zombify themselves and just go and stagger to the bar. They make it to the front door, but the zombies, as they're doing this, kind of seem like they're catching on because as they pass them, it looks like the zombies turn around and they're like, wait a second. At the end, they're like running, shimmying faster because they start to realize that they're turning around. They get to the front door and they're trying to figure out how to like get in because they don't want to break a window. Ed gets a phone call and he's like, yeah, bro, what's up? And he's like, oh man, this shit's crazy, right? And then Sean breaks his fucking patience with Ed yeah. and goes off on him and basically goes for his life saying that he needs to stop being stupid and that the whole reason that he's been held down and is always failing is because of Ed. Ed's like, fuck you. As no. that is going on, David starts to panic. He keeps saying, let's just break a window, let's just break a window. And she's like, no, because then what are we going to do after that? So much time. While the zombies so, are Yeah, they're taking their, <laughs> their sweet ass time getting there. David just snaps, grabs the trash can and throws it at the window. And he's like, no, they're going to follow us. And that's when Sean's like, you know what? I'm going to lead them away from you guys. You guys just get in there. I like how easily he just runs in between them. Yeah, they don't do anything <laughs> to him. And they all follow, all of them. Uh, they all do. They're like, yeah, let's go. This guy's making a lot of sense. Let's follow him. <laughs> Barbara finds the flowers and is like, I think these are for me. As Liz Which is like, how does she know? <laughs> They're inside. They're waiting for Sean to come back. David becomes the biggest asshole through this like last sequence of them being in the bar. He's like the father in Night of Living Dead who's like just a dick in the middle of the chaos. Just points out 
the problems but doesn't come up with solutions. Yeah. Problems that he's caused. Right. David wants to be in charge. He's pissed there at the pub. Keeps talking about how Liz is just after Sean and telling her that like Sean is the same, hasn't changed, and that Liz doesn't deserve him. That same moment, Sean shows up. He says, what's Sean's plan? Eat peanuts in the dark? And then Sean shows up and they're like, what's the plan? And the next scene is that he's like, does anyone want a peanut? <laughs> Liz does ask him though, like, how did you get rid of them? And he's like, I gave them the slip. It's it was cool. easy. I came in through the back door. Sean goes to flip the breaker because the light starts to sort of come on. Sean is like, I'll just go turn it on. He turns the lights on and realizes that through the door, there's a crowd of zombies just there. And he pulls the little curtain down and it comes back inside and it's traumatized. And it's like, I think we have a problem. They did follow me. I wonder if this scene is like a reference to Dawn of the Dead where they're all in the door. Again, there's probably a lot of them that we are missing. We did what we did, okay? Accept it. The people had spoken. <laughs> they wanted Sean, not Dawn. Ed turns on the slot machine in that same moment because they're talking about all we need to do is just stay quiet. quiet. And they're like, Ed, what the fuck? And the Winchester is surrounded. You can see them in all points of the place. They're in the windows. They're knocking on the door. The jukebox turns on and it's Queen. What's this song called? It's Don't Stop Me Now. Is yeah. that the full name? Yeah, I think so. This is my favorite scene because yes. I can never hear this song without thinking about the scene where they beat up the bartender dude with the pool sticks yeah <laughs> at the rhythm of the song <laughs> it's amazing i remember you used to tell me about this scene all the time and i was just like what is he talking about <laughs> yeah because anywhere where we were the song would come on and i would just start with my arms like don't stop me now because they they do it to the it's probably not going to translate in audio but yeah also i think there's copyright issues can we if we put it on youtube they might strike down if it's hummed like that yeah youtube will like if you hum it if you even like word it but don't actually sing it strike you down i don't think we have i'm just gonna sing it wrong now <laughs> no one's gonna know what you're talking about yeah the place ends up being like a concert because the light switches are being like turned on and off on and off oh, because and like... david is like <laughs> continuing to fuck things up for them and just flipping all the lights on the breaker and the zombies hands outside are like yeah like a, lights, concert. like a concert <laughs> It's a great scene. It is. Dai starts to throw darts because, the, again, the bartender dude is out there battling them. She's, like, throwing the darts at them and missing. Sean's like, go for the head. And she, like, throws it and hits his head. Ouch. I was wondering if that would do anything. Cause it, the darts are, I guess, not that big, but your skull is probably strong enough to, like, handle that, right? Well, it, it hits it him in the side. Legs. Yeah. And then he does pull it out later and it just squirts out <laughs> blood. I think, if anything, it would just bleed a ton because head wounds are supposed to bleed a lot. Ed oh. leaves. <laughs> To get the gun. So hold on. This is the part where I come full circle to the story. Oh, From okay. the beginning where... Finally, we're here. Bloody Mary in the morning. A couple bites at the king's head. The king's head is Philip. At this point, when Queen comes on, Sean says, kill the queen. Yeah. And who dies right after this? His mom. And who they have to kill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he I, says, I, David, kill the queen. Yeah. Yeah. If Philip is the king, kill the queen later, it's his mom. Another foreshadowing. Hate David. Yeah, David is trash. Ed gives Sean the gun. At first, he uses the gun to, like, finally take down the bar owner. His head <laughs> goes into the jukebox and fries him. And he's like, why didn't you shoot him? And he's like, the gun doesn't work. And, <laughs> and almost, shoots Ed, or almost shoots Ed by the bar. <laughs> yes. And at that point, it goes off. No, so, I think he almost shoots David. I'm sorry. David yeah. was the one that was right by the bar. But dogs can't look up. <laughs> can look up. 
So can't look up. I think you were right. He's like, okay, so he was right about this, but dogs can't look up. Sean was for that dogs could look up, and Ed was saying that dogs can't. I don't remember, but I will watch it again. <laughs> Barbara basically has a heart to heart with Liz while all this is going on, and is like telling her that she always wanted to meet her, and that she hopes that everything goes well with them too. She gives and her a necklace. Liz sees Barbara's injury. While this is going on. Sean shoots and misses a shit ton because he's a fucking stormtrooper. Funny he ended up in Star Trek instead. He He should have been in Star Wars. (laughs) Is he a red shirt? I don't think so, right? Red shirts die, you know? know Yeah, I did hear that theory today, actually. That's so funny. He tells David to die, like, go block the window. Barb tells Sean that she's been bit. Die gives the gun to David to help. Because that's she knows when, first aid. That's when the mom dies after saying she Thank you for the flowers. Another super sad scene. Super sad. David's like, well, you got to take care of her. And they have a standoff because Sean's like, you're not going to kill my mom. David does have reason to be like, yeah, I mean, we got to kill her, though. Because Sean's like not accepting that she's dead. But also, David's a dick. Yes. Yeah. The scene is funny because he is pointing the gun and saying, like, we need to take care of her. You know we do. I think that pisses me off about david is that he literally only has conversations with liz literally the whole room is talking to him and he just turns to liz he's like liz this as if i was die i would be pissed yeah she's too accepting of this thing that's going on with david because it's not like liz is involved liz is just there david's the one that's super into liz and die is just handling it is this when die also explodes about david does so it's pretty funny because He's pointing the gun at them, and Ed cracks a beer bottle, points it at his neck, and gives one to Sean, and then Ty's like, that's not fair. So then Ed cracks another one and gives it to her, so she points it at Sean's neck, (laughs) and she's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So they're all arguing with him and having this confrontation with him. Ty says in this moment, she's like, I know that you only got close to me to get to Liz, and I was there to pick up the pieces when she rejected you. I've made peace with that. So she's accepted that this is why they're together, but so I think far. it'd be one one thing if you were like accepted that that's why you're together, but knowing that he's still clearly in love with your best friend that y'all hang out with all the time, I'd be like, no. Yeah, we're not hanging out there ever again. With or her. I wouldn't be with you because I know yeah. you're only with me to get to somebody else. Right, that's the first problem. That's the first one. <laughs> but they all end up calling David a freaking twat. Liz does have to say, though, that he has a point because what are they going to do when she turns? And Sean takes the shotgun and has to shoot his own mom, which I don't know if I would be the one that wants to do that. No. I think I'd be like, somebody else do it. I can't. I, I don't think I could. Hard. I think I'd probably close my eyes or something. I don't know. Yeah. Because it is hard. But when he does it, her face turns into like the monster face. So I was like, maybe like, there'd be some consolation that it's like, you know, it's not them anymore because it doesn't even look like them. Again, one of the instances where this movie gets really serious. So he blows her face off. Meanwhile, zombies are like in the background trying to get Getting in. closer. David's like, well, Sean, you know, you had to do it and shit. And Sean turns around and just punches the shit out of David and David falls back. Hmm? David had grabbed the gun from Sean. Oh, and was going to shoot him just for punching him. Yeah. Even though he deserved it. Yeah, because the gun clicked and it doesn't fire because there's no more bullets they're all like oh my god dude you were about to do that for and he's like well i'm a girl this is awkward (laughs) like you know i always wanted to kill now it's awkward now it's awkward not when my girlfriend was like i know you love my best friend not this whole relationship not this whole (laughs) night so he makes the rookie mistake of backing up into a window he kind of says sorry to die right no i think he tries to ask her to leave with him 
thought he said something was kind of like, I'm sorry. No, I don't think so, because I thought it was weird that she would go out and try to save him after how shitty it was. He's ripped up gruesomely. It's probably like the worst death in this entire movie. Hold apart. Pretty sure this is a Dawn of the Dead reference, but I could be wrong. Adai, like an idiot, opens the front doors to the Winchester, and she's like, I'll save you! And she also just walks through them like nothing. Like nothing. She's still in the background like, Dad! 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 <laughs> It's pretty funny when I was looking for fun facts that in the bonus features of the DVD, it turns out that she survived. And she survived because she like miraculously reached David, but he was torn to shreds and she beats off zombies with his severed leg. Well, she does still do that in the regular one because that's what she does when she opens the door. She's beating them with his leg yeah. on the way out. Yeah, so she does that, manages to climb up to a tree and waits there for days and survives <laughs> by eating his leg. <laughs> So then Which, is she infected? No, because she, like, you know, it got ripped off before. before yeah. yeah. So she's that. just a cannibal. No big deal. <laughs> before you said that, I was going to say, there's no confirmation Die died. Uh, exactly. There is Die died. In this chaos, more zombies break in. And who happens to be there but Pete naked? <laughs> and Ed's like, shut! Look who's here! <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no fucking way. And obviously Pete's the one to first bite Ed because he's hated him the entire time. Yeah. And Ed, I was sad for Ed. Yeah, because he gets pretty eaten up at this point. I think they're trying to, like, still shoot. Liz is holding back a zombie with like a bar stool, it looks like. They end up jumping behind the bar. They're like, we don't know what to do. We're freaking out. And Sean keeps calling for Ed. <laughs> Ed somehow flings himself over the bar, bloodied. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> this is where. They've thrown Molotov cocktails before, and actually we thought about making this the drink because... A Molotov cocktail? Not a Molotov cocktail. We weren't going to drink one. To be fair, I did think of making one. A Molotov cocktail? I was just like, what do you do with it once it's lit? Can you can you put it out? That's how they do it in the beginning because they're doing flaming shots. That's what we were going to pick as our drink, but I am too afraid of fire. We'll still do it for the videos, though. We'll see about that. <laughs> so they put it out with their hand and they drink it, but they use that same recipe to light the entire bar on fire. They smash a bottle and light it. They left the bullets on the lit up bar table. So obviously they start going <laughs> off randomly. They find out that there's a cellar actually underneath the bar and that's where they go. And this is kind of the we're screwed. There's nothing else we can do moment. Sean feels at fault for everything because he's like, if it hadn't been for me, maybe everybody would be alive. My mom wouldn't be dead. Philip wouldn't be dead. You wouldn't be here trapped in the Winchester with me and Ed. And whose dumbass idea was it anyway to come to the Winchester? Liz is kind of like consoling him. Like, if it wasn't for you, we probably all would have been dead a long time ago, right? They started contemplating like, well, you know, we only got two bullets left. What if we just like kill ourselves or mm -hmm. kill each other? And then they're like, shit, but like Ed's here. And Ed's like, I don't mind being eaten alive. They're like, well, okay, do I like kill you? And then I blow my own head off. And then Ed's like, actually, I would like being <laughs> shot. Like they're trying to have a heart to heart moment. And Ed's just like <laughs> making commentary in the background. In this heartfelt conversation, I thought this line was really funny. He's like saying that Liz is his girlfriend. And she's like, who said that we got back together? And he's like, oh, you don't want to die single, do you? That was my next note. Oh, too, was yeah. it? Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Do you want to die single, babe? Well, I'm not, so... Just make sure you're wearing a ring, otherwise a zombie... It doesn't count. You're not married, yeah. What? It's important that the zombies know I'm not single. Yeah, maybe it's one of those World War Z situations where it's not sickness, but marriage that keeps you alive in the apocalypse. That's rather fucked. But... Was it marriage by church? Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> Brenna and Francisco are saved. Yeah, we're not. We're screwed. So Sean says bye to Ed, and they also have like a heart to heart because this is Bud. 
pretty sad too and gives him a cigarette gives him the gun and he's like i'm sorry sean and he's like you don't have to say sorry he's like no i'm sorry i'm sorry sean and he says the same joke from the beginning where he's like i'll start doing it when you stop laughing yeah so it's sad and funny at the same time liz and sean noticed an elevator button seems like or like a cellar door lift mm-hmm. they decide let's just go out there then and see what happens next mm-hmm. so they leave ed behind and say bye you could hear that the zombies are getting in and when they make their way to the top Liz has a chain. I was asking, like, what the fuck was she going to do with it? You said whip people, but I don't think it would actually She do was swinging, and, and when they, like, got up there, she started swinging it around. I don't know. I guess it's better than nothing. Action heroes do it in movies <laughs> all the time, where they just smack people in the head with them. <laughs> better than nothing I guess. it's better than nothing yeah, yeah i'd rather have that than nothing and so right Sean when they're, has about an to, they're about to attack lights blast onto them and the military comes in like america is fuck just kicking just zombies running down. everyone over <laughs> dead or alive the military gets out gets in a line and just fires at everybody i was even thinking like how would they even know not to shoot sean and liz which reminds me of night of the living dead where they just go in guns a blazing and shoot ben but they run into Yvonne again. And she's like, Sean, is this it then? He's like, yeah, it's just us. She's like, well, glad somebody made it again. I thought that meant everyone from her group. Died. I think it meant that too. And she's like, we're going back to safety. We're getting out of the city. And that's the end of the scene. It uh, seems like she went back for them. Like she told them that there was people there, you know? Yes. They're like flicking through the channels again. And right it's there. like six months since Z-Day, as it's been known to be called now. It's one of those scenes where they're flicking through the channels again. And they're about to say, the explanation for the virus. And then she just clicks. She doesn't care. And it's lo- like, what? I want to know. They do sift through some of the channels because I love how the world is kind of just moving on like this is normal like there's a jerry springer type show where it's like whatever this is my husband i don't care that he's a zombie and so before he changes the channel someone's like wait do you have sex with him though i think i saw somewhere <laughs> that like and we watched it with subtitles on if you watch it with subtitles she's like yeah i don't see anything wrong with it <laughs> but you don't catch it yeah. i don't know if we missed that how the zombies make great customer service people because <laughs> they're brain dead it's like great as someone who's worked in customer service 100 agree there's also zombie sports and like, like wipeout, wipeout yeah. yeah but with zombies <laughs> Is there one more? Oh, there's a story on the news about the kid who took on his entire family and now they want to make a TV show about it or something Yes, like, like reality TV. <laughs> yeah. We find out that it's Liz flicking through the channels and Sean comes in and is like, what's the plan for today? And she's basically saying like, we're going to have tea, we're going to have coffee, and then we'll like go back to the pub for a couple of drinks and just come watch TV here. And it seems... Us. Yeah, That's us. literally us. Yeah. We just don't want to go to the pub. We just drink here. We just drink at home. <laughs> Lately, we've been going to pubs, but I think that's going to chill out for a while. Well, until October, at least. Hmm. Well, no, we just said we were going to go to the Marvel thing. <laughs> and we're hanging out with Johnny next weekend, so that's going to be a trip. Once then help. Sean basically mentions... He's going to pop into the shed real quick for a minute. And she's like, fine, make it quick. We see Sean go in and turn on video games in the shed. We find out he's got Ed locked in there with a chain around his neck. Ed tries to bite him and he's like, Ed, stop it. And then they're just playing video games in the last sequence while the song by Queen, Best Friend, plays. It's an awesome ending. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I love this movie so much. This movie is really fun. I feel like we did not do it justice. It's so hard to explain every little tiny bit. Because there's so many little jokes as you go on. Yeah, watch this movie if you want to actually laugh. (laughs) Don't listen to us talk about it because it's way better when you watch it. Actually, we watched the trailer for Hot Fudge. Hot Fudge. (laughs) Mm, I think I'm just hungry. I don't even like actual fudge fudge that much. It's like too much chocolate. Really? Yeah. In my old days of travel, when I was a young lad who didn't know that fudge was just everywhere, I thought when I went to Denver for the first time, because it was like the furthest place I'd ever been in a while or ever, I got fudge from like one of those 
gift souvenir shops and i was like, oh my god fudge is a thing here and then I, as we continue to travel more it's just a thing that happens everywhere <laughs> yes i think what is a place that's like really popular for chocolate is chocolate it sweden that's german <laughs> germany chocolate factory <laughs> willy wonka <laughs> <laughs> no uh germany i think is really well known for their chocolate Anyway, we watched the trailer for Hot Fuzz, and now I kind of want to watch that one at World's End. I wasn't sure what the premise was, because the trailer looks like it's a cop comedy, and then it's like horror, true crime crime comedy, but then it's back to action movie comedy. Well, let's watch it. It could be our creepy content for next week. Yeah, it's fun. But what what would you rate it? I'd give this one a 10. What? We got a (laughs) 5 out of 5 on the beer, a 10 out of 10 on the movie. Can you tell this is Eric's favorite episode? I was sad when I showed you this movie for the first time, and you were like, it wasn't that okay you no, described no, no. it so much funnier than it was yes I, was like, I think you hyped it up so much that i was expecting to die laughing the entire time but it's very like deadpan humor you say this a lot about a lot of movies that i show you that are older though it's like these early 2000s movies that i watched growing up that i was like these are amazing and so funny and then now it's 2021 and it's like, and it's like the, the comedy has changed comedy. Yeah. yeah because there's a, a problematic point in this film where ed says the n-word and i'm like that didn't age well yeah yeah that's just not there's other jokes too where i was like huh that's outdated but whatever yeah it's still good overall i'd give it a nine out of ten yeah love it somebody said that this isn't horror because it's funny but i'm like that's that's, horror comedy is a genre okay people i don't think loki was scared by anything because like we said he was dead asleep the whole time oh he was sleeping so comfortably too he was in deeper sleep than probably both of us combined. in the last three four days he was sleeping with his tongue hanging out of his mouth I've yeah i think you put him. it on our story yeah we can't stand up at all while he's sleeping without him like getting up. up and stuff and this guy was gone was there was dogs time. barking in the movie he did not open an eye like at one point, his face was, like, twitching in all kinds of ways. Yeah. It was almost like he was grimacing, and then his nose would twitch, and his mouth was, like, he was talking, and his eyes were moving. One of his eyes was, like, open, too, kind of. So like... Our dog sleeps very <laughs> ugly. Maybe I'll post it, but I showed you a video where he, he has nightmares or dreams, and he's, like, crying in his dreams. So maybe I'll post it somewhere, because he twitches and makes funny noise. Eric twitches in his sleep, too. That's why I say they're the same person. We put a wall of pillows between us. For my safety. <laughs> we had to me, check you. Me and this brick wall you built between us. I can put Loki there if you want. No, you don't allow dogs on our bed. Oh. I wouldn't either because both of you twitching sounds like I would just get beat up. Do you want to tell us about your deep, deep sleep nightmare, Loki? I had to check if he was breathing. All right. <laughs> Hope Freddy Krueger wasn't in your dreams or something. Dream about some pet zombies. I was reading something about zombie birds. Has there ever been anything about zombie dogs? I guess Resident Evil, kind of. Yeah, right? They have the dogs that attack. Yeah. Oh, so since it's zombie month, what's our next movie? Well, since it didn't win, I think we should still follow up this one with Dawn of the Dead. And I think I want to do the first Resident Evil after that. Yeah? Yeah. And yeah? I- we doing this? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, well then maybe I'll also play Resident Evil 1 since I bought it Forever weeks ago. ago. Yeah, when you were still getting ready for our way. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Weeks ago? That was months ago when I had my hair trial in like June. July. June, July. That's why I haven't played it because I was trying to see what we were going to do with it. So maybe it'll be fun to Nothing. Prepare. <laughs> Nothing apparently. Maybe we can bring in some fun facts from the game and post that. Ooh, yeah. So are we pretty much done here? Yeah. All right. Well, as always, we hope you guys had a good time here. You can follow us pretty much anywhere 
everywhere at Shaken Not Scared Pod, except Twitter. Twitter is Shaken Scared Pod. You could send us an email at shakenoutscaredpod at gmail.com. You can support the show on Patreon. We'll name our next drink after you with mentions on our website where the drink page will live forever. You can listen to us on all your favorite podcasting sites, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, a bunch of others. Give us a listen, throw a looky a treat, give us a follow, do it all, do all of it. Like, rate, <laughs> review us, all that good stuff. And yeah, we'll catch you guys next time. Okay, thanks, bye. Bye.